0: We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And yet it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life, the sunrise of a new world, a world that our beloved comrade gave his life to protect and nourish. He did not feel this sacrifice a vain. Or empty one and we will not debate his profound wisdom at these proceedings of my friend i can only say this of all the souls i have encountered in my travels his was the most human you know guys Gales uh, Z's. I didn't know how to open this one up. Uh, going to be doing something a little bit different. Not exactly a and A, even though it's going to have some elements of the Q and A, uh, in it out of respect to, well, there's a reason I just played that audio because uh, we you know over the seven years that um that i've done this show that i've done sovereign tech uh i've had to deal with a lot of deaths past year almost to the day um i've had to i've had to deal deal with some personal ones or more personal ones you know there's big ones actually the day that this is uh this is getting released which this is uh was it the 19th yeah june 19th uh 2019 is the two-year anniversary of the day adam west died actually that's not what i'm here to talk about um though it's kind of fitting considering how much we had talked about batman recently um actually one of the people that i quoted it might have been last week's q a talking about how much they loved uh, uh batman begins and uh this is two people i talked about was, there's was rob of course who i know is also uh i think it's safe for me to say for him he's deeply saddened right now uh, as am i um the guy I quoted last week, who also thought Batman Begins was the best of the Nolan trilogy, was a guy named Chris Pasquini, and uh, uh, he—I learned just recently uh, from from a, from a friend of his, and and this friend knew to reach out to me because. Because Chris, Chris is such a fan of the show. I want to, that's that's putting it fucking mildly. I'm gonna t- I'll, I'll talk more about that. But on Sunday, June sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, uh, Chris Pasquini passed away. And I know I know others of you who are listening to this know who he is and you can't help if if you've been a supporter of sovereign tech at all over the past seven years you can't help but know who chris is if you've been a listener of sovereign tech for the past seven years you can't help but know who chris is chris has contributed so much shit great stuff to to the show to sovereign tech um the best of episode was that in february or march when i did there was a best of episode compilation that i did all of those clips that i that i played in that best of episode he made all of those and you heard me quote it in that in that best of episode and i'm not saying this to shine me i don't give it i don't fuck i don't need it but he, he you know i mean he came right out and said sovereign tech is life i mean that was like it was his thing it meant it meant that much to him and that's i think that's that's a big part of the reason why the uh uh why why his friend chris is from uh illinois why why his friend reached out to me because he couldn't help but no and i know chris wore like uh my you know sovereign tech shirts all the time i mean he he went to in fact he recently went to uh, uh star wars celebration in chicago and there's so much i want to share about this and i want to talk about it and you can just try and get through this um because chris was a dear friend we talked a lot uh like he made cards you understand he had cards made to pass around at star wars celebration just to get people to listen to rob mine and Robin's show uh tie fighter renegades on zombie one just to get people like to listen to it. He just wanted he just he loved it so much. Sorry guys. Like like this is this is just this is, a, this is a this is a this is a this is a tough one. So almost a year to the day in the past year, uh I lost my hero and very dear friend, uh Harlan Ellison the author harlan ellison um and there were other deaths there's some i haven't talked about and i didn't know when i i, I don't even know how to talk about it or when to talk about it um my uh i found out my dad died there's there's a there's a long story around that in the past year that's actually just been the past few months then i found out about that Um, and then this one, and you know, this one's tough. I want to tell you more about Chris. And, and I, and I think I should get to that. Like I said, this is, this is hard. I don't even, the, the, I mean, I'm look, I'm going to dedicate, I'll dedicate the whole fucking network to this guy. You understand? I'll obviously dedicate the, the upcoming Sovereign Tech uh, to, to him, and you're gonna have to pardon me if I don't exactly have my fire right now. You know, I'm gonna dedicate all kinds of shit to this guy. The least I can do. Um, but in this Q&A, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about him. I wanna talk a bit about death. And uh, and he actually sent me just doesn't exactly happen often um he sent me a a band to consider for album of the week and uh and and we're gonna we'll do that for 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 album of the week we'll we'll cover that we'll cover that band and their album We'll, we'll, we'll break into that oh boy um chris was a well young guy he was born in 87 uh, he's 31 years old. I, I, I say this every time one of these deaths happen. Um, any year, any age is too young, but for fuck's sake, 31 is too young. Um, Chris was a super fan. He was, in fact, I'll say it. because it's true but I'll say it for the rest of time the number one supporter the biggest fan of Sovereign Tech of my work of me I guess was Chris Bass Queenie that is just always going to be true nothing's ever ever going to change that no one's ever this is a guy who he showed up at pretty much every live hangout he hell he even did the the hundred dollar patreon or patron tier where you know we could have you could have a, a one hour conversation with me and man we had those conversations for months and I, you know, it's supposed to be like a one-hour time limit. Are you kidding me, baby, talking to a great guy like that? We'd talk for a couple hours. We'd talk for, I didn't care. We, we'd message each other on Telegram. In fact, you know, it's kind of weird, like, oh, God, sorry, this is such a mess. It's kind of weird. Because I open up Telegram, and like, you know, he's like the, the, the second-to-top name in Telegram. he just messaged me like on the 15th i don't know folks look i don't I'll, i'll re i can read part of his obituary here um i don't know what. i don't know what happened yet uh and 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 it might not even be uh uh good form to even talk about it but regardless a really great person's gone But that's weird because I know, and I'm not going to delete it. But this is part of that, that weird nature of online communications, you know, it used to be, oh, I'd get a phone call from this person every once in a while or whatever. Now it's, they're in your message history forever, you know, and, and that's, and like all the time, I mean, you, you know, I don't forget people anyway. And a, a bit of audio that that i play actually well you'll probably hear at the end of the show if is also from star trek too there, there's there's some there, uh, we'll talk about this more as i talk about chris there's some there's a, a certain beauty in it you know where mccoy says uh, you know he's really not dead as long as we remember him and um i mean you you can't help but remember people now you know and i mean but i'd never forget them anyway because that way they're really not dead just like i'll always remember harlan i'll always remember my dad i'll always you know whoever fuck it's been a weird (sighs) year yeah chris was a super fan you know he did all that um he came to uh well, fuck, he made all those clips and he would share them on, on YouTube, on his own channel, you know, of what he thought were best of moments from the show. He listened, this guy listened to like, he re-listened to every fucking episode. Folks, you know, I I was just looking at the at the count on Zomia 1. I mean, not just Sovereign Tech. I mean, Sovereign Tech proper alone has, you know, shy of 400 episodes. I mean, there, there there's, there's 800 episodes. This guy listened to everything i mean i can't even stand myself that much i don't know how the hell he did he just loved it and he got it you know he understood so much of what we've laid out because it's been a long road it's been a hell of a roller coaster on sovereign tech over the past seven years And he was just down for all of it, man. And, and, you know, he read, I just can't even imagine that. Re-listening to every episode. I mean, I've never even, fuck, I've never done that. It's my show. And there's so many other things that he did. I, but you know, that's not, that's not why I cared about Chris was because he was, he was the number one fan and he was because he was a super fan or anything like that. I, I, I care about Chris. I cared about Chris because we had so much in common we had so much that we could share and talk about he i mean like his star wars fandom was fucking second to none i mean this guy just fucking loves star wars he watched you know we talk about babylon five he i convinced him to watch babylon five he started watching the original series of star trek started reading star trek books there might be uh something he actually sent to me on telegram that i might read to you which is uh oddly ironic right now from a star trek book that he shared with me um you know loved him some heavy metal i mean we could talk about this stuff all day long and uh you know he engaged in a bit of hedonism (laughs) to put it mildly i'm not going to go into details on that uh but he's just a phenomenal guy and i was uh i i'm so glad you know i knew him for years i I knew him for years he he started listening he started listening to free talk live and i think he found me through when i during my time when i was on on free talk live chris is total anarchist total fucking anarchist you know i mean he he waved that flag and he had no problem you know bringing it up to people and he was on point You know, he he didn't fall prey to a lot of the bullshit that your more extreme anarchist types, add your hyphen to whatever, you know, would come into. I mean, he was just, he was on. He got it. You know, I don't know if he'd call himself an egoist or whatever, but he understood the very simple, beautiful truths, you know, that, 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 that come with being an anarchist and espousing those ideas. And he put them out there, and that's why he wanted other people to listen to my show. But I was so glad that, um, someday I'll tell the story maybe around some of the stuff that happened at Porkfest 2018. Porkfest actually just started, I think, as of yesterday, as of this recording. Um, but I finally got to meet Chris in the flesh at, uh, at Porkfest last year in 2018. He was on, if you listen to the episode, if I think of it, I'll put a link in the show notes for that episode. He was on towards the end of that episode. He was in the audience. He was so excited. I'm so glad I got to meet him, to hug him, to talk to him. Because he did so much for me in so many ways. In fact, I mean I'm not saying this to tell me again I'm saying it to tout him. He um he got on the show. And we were there uh it was me, Stephanie, Ellen, I think Paige is there as well. Uh at that point because it was towards the end and 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 someone we were taking live questions speaking of Q&A. We were taking live questions from the audience. And someone asked Actually, I remember it was a gal named Jenny, I think. She asked, uh, like, if you could be anyone, like, any any of your, like, in, in some kind of metal band, like, if you could be any of those rock stars or whatever, like, if you could be anyone, who, who would you be? And I think I had said something like Gene Simmons, and then maybe I brought up, like, Ric Flair or something like that, you know? And he gets up or he was sitting there, however it shaped up. But I asked him, you know, I was like, Chris, so, so, you know, who'd you, and he just said, he's, he just said, Brian, I'd want to be you. And, and I said, you know, wow, that's really sweet, you know? And I went, I talked to him afterwards uh, after that show was recorded, it was it was kind of later at night. I went and talked to him afterwards, and I was like, "Man, that was, I was like that was that was great audio. You were you were dynamite." And and I can't thank you enough for saying that. Like that was really kind. I mean, and I figured he was just you know I I more or less treated him, so he was joking around, and he says to me, he says, "Brian, no, I really meant that." You know, and what do what do you even say to that sort of thing? And what do you what do you say about someone who pretty clearly loved you that much? What do you say about them? I mean, I can say, you know, I, I love you, Chris, and and I'm so glad you're in my life. He, uh, boy, I say that, you know, playing all the star Trek two stuff is pretty fitting because, um, he actually recently went and we were talking about it. Of course, uh, uh, I, and I did a review of this, uh, last summer as well. Um, I went and saw in Concord, uh, I went and saw star Trek two, um they were doing a special uh screening of Star Trek 2 of the The Wrath of Khan. And it was with William Shatner there, though, who would talk about the movie, you know, basically after the fact. And there was like a live kind of a Q&A with with William Shatner there. It was pretty awesome. And uh Chris went and caught that as well. Um he as, I mean, as much as you know, he would even say where we would disagree on certain things. Like he loves Star Wars: A New Hope. He always gave me shit about that, and I loved it. Um, but there's a lot of things where we totally agreed on. Like like last week, we talked about how much we love Batman Begins. Uh, you know, and we shared that we shared that that appreciation. And he also felt and told me, you know, that he thought Star Trek: The Motion Picture was the better of the two. He said he gets you know after seeing Star Trek II at the theater. Uh, he says he gets why everybody likes that movie more, but he still thought Star Trek The Motion Picture was the better film. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And, you know, that's, that, that's part of it, is that um, a lot of the... There, there's so much more to say. Uh, a, a lot of the people that I meet through this show, I mean, I, I kind of put out, in a real way, I kind of put out, like, code words and ideas because yeah, I I do this show. I do sovereign tech, um, to get my opinions out there. But then to some degree, it's also a siren song where, um, where it attracts, it can attract people who I would want to be friends with or more, you know, it, it attracts people that, that, think like I do that that can appreciate things the way that I appreciate and appreciate the things the way I do and be passionate about life and and all these things and it clearly worked because Chris is a phenomenal guy in fact the, the person who I, I heard about the situation from or heard what it happened from said same thing just just a great great guy you know and I know that there are patrons out there i know there are listeners who know who he is who are friends with chris who have been friends with chris as well and everybody knows just how fucking what a sweet nice and even though he wouldn't give himself credit for it brilliant guy chris was in such taste i feel bad the guy asked me for years to watch the show chuck i never I, i've yet to watch it i mentioned it recently because i think i read another i read a, an email from him oh you better believe i'm gonna fucking watch that show now just i mean if, if if anything to just know about this beautiful person more kind of how art can work right it tells you it's it's why you know me when if 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 i'm really taking and here's a little secret about me and this is probably going to incriminate me at some point or get me into some kind of trouble um i if i'm really interested in 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 a uh, interested as in like i want to talk to you more okay don't don't get any ideas here if i'm really interested in somebody i'm gonna a question and i ask them is what's your favorite movie now i it it's not really i mean yeah i'm, I'm intrigued to know what your favorite movie is sure and and i'm a cinephile just like uh, uh chris was as well in fact you'll when i read a, a bit of his obituary um it says right in there that that chris would say he he spoke movie quotes fluently in fact i <laughs> i think he he kind of got or well anyway there, there's some synergy in, in how he ended up with that you know saying that sort of thing because I, I i would say the same thing often um but i'll ask a person what their favorite movie is and maybe i'll ask some other questions about uh, you know culture and art and, and and their you know what's their favorite stuff and even if you don't have one if you don't have a favorite movie that says a lot about you but what your favorite movie is i think also says a shit ton about you um chris again absolutely loves star wars in fact i think it's the first thing in his obituary that gets mentioned that he loves uh and he would appreciate this but there's the character my favorite star wars character actually which is grand admiral thrawn grand admiral thrawn is really just sherlock holmes in space okay but his gist is, is that he studies a civilization's art and that's how he figures out how to defeat them because he figures if he knows their art he knows what matters to them blah 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 he can tell so much just uh, just based upon their art now i didn't get i don't know that i exactly got this idea from grand emerald Throne*. granted the first time i read about *Throne* was also the same time that I read about Sherlock Holmes, which is both in the third grade. I can, I can specifically remember going up to my teacher, Miss Waskowitz, in the third grade, and she asked, so, you know, you had to do a kind of a book report even in third grade, and she's like, so what did you read, Brian? And I slammed down this gigantic Timothy Zahn opus, you know, however many hundreds of pages that, that Heir to the Empire was. Uh, you're going to Star Wars, Heir to the Empire, which introduced uh, and, and brought to fore and created the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn you know, and I put that down on the desk and and she didn't even believe me that I read it. I'm like, oh no, I read this. So, I mean, maybe it just got me that early and it got me into this idea of study, you know, people by their art. But when I ask people, uh, you know, their, their, their favorite movie, I am not just asking that to know your favorite movie. I am going to, I attempt to figure out as much as I can about you as quickly as I can about you, by asking that question and what your answer is and again even if you don't have one or even if you say yeah i don't really like movies that tells me as much as in fact maybe more than any movie you could list off when i ask you that question so you know that's how art can work is that it a person's i mean art is an objective or well okay it's a subjective thing um, this is a point that Chris actually agreed with me on it, that there are some objective levels, uh, 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 you know, to, to, to art, but anyway, art, uh, objectively exists. However, art can have so many different subjective meanings based upon the person that's looking at it and a person, what art they appreciate is truly like I was just describing a way of knowing a person. And I want to know Chris better and I have like a list of things over the years he's told me to check out some of it i have some of it i've yet to but i am absolutely going to get to it because someone that has done so much for me someone who has done you know look there there aren't many of us that hold on to like the ideals and that i think are genuinely great ethical people on this planet there really aren't many and in fact i'm i'm shy of terrified of how small that number might be but he was in that number, and so the world took a loss today. Took a hit. Well, it was Sunday, but you know what I mean. But I want to know this person more. And boy, did he fucking love that show, Chuck? Christ, I totally—you know—I—I I wrote it off like it was whatever, you know. But but anyway, he convinced me. I'm I'm going to watch it. And again, I just I, I just want to know him better. Uh you know is it is it dumb of me to say that fuck, I feel terrible he he isn't gonna be able to catch episode nine of Star Wars, and I don't know how I'm gonna handle this i'm I'm being pretty stream of consciousness with you your your patrons, you know the score i don't know how i'm gonna handle this part uh we had teased robin and i had teased or, or i had teased it at some point um after the last episode of tie fighter renegades the one from a that i i, I had said i think on A Q&A, it's like i i have a long email that i'm gonna read you know where, where it was all comments about the conversation that robin and i had around uh a new hope and flash gordon you know star wars and flash gordon and i mean chris wrote a long email and it was him and we were going to read it on this month's tie fighter renegades tie fighter renegades always comes out at you know close to the end of the month to take in all the month's news and everything for star wars um i'm not sure how exactly we're going to handle that but anyway we'll 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 handle in some way i mean any words that chris had to share i think deserve to be out there but, it, but I mean, really like, you know, I get, I share Chris's love for star Wars. I, I mean, I mean, I mean and, and he knows it. I mean, there's a reason I do a whole podcast about it. Um, like, in fact, you know, I used to have a saying I, I would say, and this is, well, fuck like 20 years ago. Uh, Well, yeah, no, actually it would have been just about 20 years ago when I probably was the first time that I had ever said this because 20 years ago is when episode one came out in in May of, uh, of 1999. And, um, I remember saying, it was like, look, in in fact, at the time, like my family was very Christian. And I remember saying to someone, to one of my family members, I said, you know what? It's like, look, all right, if Christ is coming back, if there's going to be the second coming and all this, can he just wait until episode three comes out? All right, then whatever, if I'm going to heaven or hell, I'll deal with it. Okay. But just make sure I get to see episode three. And I I was kind of serious because you know Star Wars can can engender that kind of passion in people because it's just it's so it's such a fully realized galaxy far far away, and I think part of the reason certainly people like me I think people like Chris I mean I'm I'm kind of. you know, might be speaking for him, but it, uh, whether he consciously or unconsciously realizes, I'm sure it's part of it, but because it's so uh, such a fully realized other world, I mean, it's cool. That's the number one thing for star Wars, but because it's such a fully realized other world and plenty of other directors and everybody else has said this about star Wars in the past. Um, I think it, when you're somebody like myself, like Chris and others who knows who, and, and can point the fingers and articulate why, the world the society we lived in we live in is so fucked up that when you find these other worlds these fantasy worlds that are so well realized yes you yearn for them you get into them because that's a place where things make a little more sense even though you know robin and i've talked about how the star wars galaxy is really a shithole like i mean like in universe it's, it's it's pretty bad you know when you when you read a lot of the content i mean things are not good but but still you know and so you get really i mean you get really really excited about that And when i was you know 18 years old uh just turned 18 at that point yeah I, I i know i had said like fuck you know just okay you know if, this, if the world's gonna end at least let it wait until after 2005 let me see episode three then that's it, fine everything can end right there um i just but i i i know that sounds like such a crazy thing that to say but like i a part of me just wishes he could have caught episode nine. I know that sounds kind of nuts, but I think that's how much we cared about. In fact, this is one of the sad parts. It's been inside baseball. I don't think anybody involved would have minded. Um, In Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, or next year in 2020, it's going to be in August, end of August, it's going to be in Anaheim. Uh, I think myself, Ellen, Rob, and uh and chris we were all gonna like you know get get together and meet up at uh at star wars celebration in anaheim and you know hang out and and you know just sharing our love of star wars and have the time you know and 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 rock and roll and that's not gonna happen now the most i think i might have some pictures of 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 of, you know chris and i or whatever at uh at at pork fest i'm I'm sure i've got some of that uh i'll tell you the most beautiful pictures that that i have of him and i'm going to use it for the show artwork just to help further memorialize a, a beautiful person um he sent them to me from uh, from from Chicago at Star Wars Celebration this year in Chicago. He was there, and uh, he got a picture of himself uh, with Ashley Ashley Eckstein and um, who plays Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano, or you know, voiceovers uh, Ahsoka Tano. In fact, he's wearing an Ahsoka shirt, and he's wearing triple black. He's one of those guys that started wearing triple black and everything. You know, inspired by me. I'm so honored by that. Uh, And he also got a picture of himself with Ian McDermott, which, you know, honestly, if I were to get myself, you know, two pictures of people, you know, they'd be pretty high on the list at a Star Wars convention of who I'd get my pictures taken with, you know, because I love Ahsoka. I think Ashley Eckstein's, you know, so, so wonderful. And, and, well, listeners of TFR and Sovereign Tech and everything, I mean, you know how much I love the Emperor. I, I mean, I just 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 edges edged out by thron in many ways um you know i totally get a picture with ian mcdermott especially after that fucking reveal that mcdermott did for the episode 9 trailer i mean i say this just i mean and, and they're really great pictures of chris i'm just i'm just glad he got to uh he got to do that. It's not like he was touching God or anything. And he knows that, but you know, still that in the, you know, just the things he talked to me about that we would talk about that he'd done over the past few months, you know, catching Shatner and whatever. And just, you know, and he, he loved the atmosphere at celebration just to be able to, to share your joy in, in things you care about and things that bring you happiness which is what life's all about, folks. Uh, I'm so glad he got to do that. Especially recently. Again, I'm so glad he got to be on the show. Uh, so happy he got to be on, on, on Sovereign Tech. Uh, I, I want to I read a little bit of his obituary here. Um, and then I, I have a few other things to talk about. And, and this... I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get to any any real questions. I'm going to read actually last uh, an email that he sent to me, um, and we'll t- we'll talk a little bit about that. But this is my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and he loved that I did whatever the fuck I wanted. So I'll I'll, I'll keep in tradition for him. But here we go. Um, Christopher John Carl Pasquini, 31 of Decob. I'm not sure how to say that. Formerly of Hampshire cast away sunday june 16th 2019 in DeKalb. Uh he was born november 23rd 1987 um, he was a member of the 2006 class of hampshire high school and a 2010 graduate of western illinois university he was working as a tech sports specialist uh chris was a huge fan of star wars jimmy buffett and tenacious d among many others he was also a huge movie buff and liked to say that he spoke fluent movie quotes he also adored his dog and best friend rocky um and i'm just gonna skip to the end here uh where it says uh in lieu of flowers memorial contributions in chris's name may be directed to the animal house uh shelter or to an there's an animal House shelter uh or any shelter of your choosing and uh yeah i i, I had the pleasure of i didn't get to meet rocky his dog uh, in in the flesh, but, uh, but of seeing him on, on camera many times. Uh, Yeah. Tenacious D, another thing he and I, you know, really, really, really connected on. I, uh for my birthday actually he i know he went and saw uh batman forever which he also loved that movie as much as i love that movie which you can hear recent reviews of all that stuff that happened over uh this past may um when we talked about that he, he messaged me on my birthday and you know was just like man that movie's so great i hope you got to enjoy it and i did um oh man <laughs> i don't know <sighs> I'd, the the hard part. I'm going to talk a little bit about death here, and this is. I've kind of been on the other side of this, especially over the past uh, few years, with a lot of a lot of the more celebrity deaths and everything that have happened. I'm not claiming to be a celebrity. Um, I I personally. I've dealt with a lot of death in my life a lot of death Uh, I have I'm just saying it I've held dying men in my arms literally in my arms under an open sky too many times I've had people die in my arms I fucking hate death I can't wait till we're past this one to her pet i don't mean chris's death i mean death and i don't think that's impossible i don't chris listeners of a podcast get to know if if it's like a podcast where the it's not you know just some asshat doing interviews um but where it's like the podcaster actually putting their heart and for lack of a better term soul on the line every time listeners get to really know the you know the host they get to really know the podcaster okay as to where the podcaster like me i mean fortunately i've gotten to know chris over the years and we've had a lot of communication and then we've hung out you know and all this which is more than, than happens with a lot of listeners uh, of, of Sovereign Tech. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of an uneven relationship. You know, he knows so much about me. And, I mean, again, with Chris I know a little more than most, but, like, I still feel I know so little about him. And I just, again, I just want to know everything. Everything. About such an amazing person that walked this earth, and I hate—I'm going to take every opportunity that I can. But I hate that I can't, and I don't exactly know how to deal with this. You know, when Harlan died—I mean, I'm still reeling from that. I, I still—you can't know. you can't know what Harlan meant to me. And I was supposed to do, I mean, I did a whole sovereign tech about Harlan Ellison's death uh, last July, I guess. Um, And I was going to, I I had requests from patrons to do, you know, like a deeper dive into my relationship with Harlan. And I just, I was so broken up. I, 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 I couldn't do it. And then, you know, I've had so many life changes over the past few months that um uh the uh, it's just something i haven't been able to take the time with and i i, I don't know how to deal with this death i didn't know how to de- exactly deal with that one and i don't really know how to deal with this one because chris is just one of you was just one of those guys you just always expected would be there you know he was just around being you know looking slick being cool so calm And when he's not there anymore, you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, so, yeah, I, I don't know how to deal with this. You know, I know what I, I have an idea, a very good idea of what I meant to him. And yet I want, I, I want, I feel terrible because I don't feel like I, I get to, to appreciate him just as much and I, I'm going to try. But, you know, our interconnected world's so fucking strange. I've said this many times over the years on Sovereign Tech. We as a species are not ready for the technology that we have. And we're not. I'm not ready. I don't know how to handle the fact that when I open any messaging app that I use multiple times every day that I am going to see his name. And the last message that he sent... How do you deal with that? I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm going to think about it, but I don't know right now because, and, and, you know, because it's so instantaneous, but we're far away. It used to be, if somebody was far away, the communication wasn't that instantaneous, wasn't that persistent. We live in a very strange time where there is this constant tether of meaning of connection, but it is at the same time, piss poor compared to what it could be if someone was right there in the flesh. But we sort of tacitly in our busy schedules and and whatever, we just kind of accept it. Okay, well, this is good. Connecting this way, it allows me to take it in my time. And you're okay with it. But then when out of nowhere, suddenly the person that you just took at your leisure, and I'm not saying it didn't go both ways, but you get my point. you know, when, when, when someone that you take at your leisure is just gone, poof, gone. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. And you know, Chris was there for me. You got to understand this. Chris was there for me. In fact, he was, you know, I've, I've talked about this openly on a Q and a, this shouldn't be a shock to anyone. Okay. Um, Stephanie and I, uh, we, we broke up uh, quite a few months ago okay um, you know we broke up and uh, well I mean I, I've been in a relationship with uh, with Ellen with you know Ellen Stallone that, that Ellen um, for some time and we are madly in love incredibly happy she is just the most just remarkable woman. And I wasn't... I'm not going to go into too much depth on this. I wasn't like... Well, you know, we've been talking about in Sovereign Tech recently about living in obscurity and all of this. And that's the thing. Like, I just didn't want to... You know, when you're... when. I'm, I'm like a Z, you know, maybe may anywhere between like a, like a, like a, 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 I don't know, like a W and a Z class celebrity somewhere around there. Okay. As far as a podcaster goes. And, you know, I didn't talk about the breakup of Stephanie for months after until months after it happened. Because I mean, one thing is, I, you know, you don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear people's, you know, crap I don't want to hear, and and especially like when it comes to uh, not all are, but there are a lot of, and even other libertarians and ancaps know this. You know, a bunch of asshat libertarians or whatever who are just ready to like dig in on anything like that, and and man I mean, there's there's so there's so much I, I I could talk about around this. Bottom line being, I didn't want to deal with it. Okay, I didn't want to deal with other people's crap about you know, whatever, you know, whatever happened, even though the breakup was amicable. It was, it was one that, I mean, we both agreed upon or whatever. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an explosion. wasn't anything remotely like that. You know, we walked away as friends. Um, and, you know, like I, I didn't, I wasn't sure when or how or whatever that it was, you know, that I was going to talk about the fact, you know, that, that, that Ellen and I, uh, you know, have been, uh, you know, that, that we're in a relationship, but I was, I was so happy and I just wanted, I needed to tell somebody and there I felt like there are very few people that I could like really, really trust to talk about it and, you know, also respect our privacy in the matter. And you know, one of those people, one of the first people that I told was Chris Pasquini. And I don't, you know, when I trust somebody to that kind of level, I just want you to understand like for me i i can't give much of a greater compliment because if you listen to sovereign tech as often and like it just like like chris did you know how fucking big i am about privacy about you know don't trust anybody you know and and all that kind of stuff so when i trust somebody god damn it there's something i trusted chris pasquini and i would trust him with anything and he was so it was so beautiful he was so happy for us he loved it he thought it was you know just wonderful and you can't help no matter how much you know or don't know about a person you can't help but feel a part of you, which is what I feel, a part of you is really gone because there's a part of you that trusted someone else that allowed for externalities of what's deep inside. And when that ability to, sh- to you know, to, to make something an externality with someone else, to share that with someone else, when that person is gone, a part of you is gone and it hurts it hurts like fucking hell i mean i i'm not gonna you know say we talked all the time or anything like that but it's certainly often enough um there's very few people that i gave like that i give an open invitation to oh yeah chat me up anytime and let, let's talk it up i mean unbelievably this guy even paid to talk to me but fuck i indeed i and i told him last time like look you don't have to pay me. We can just hang out. It's okay. You know, you're, you're great. He was the best. He was the best. He was just, just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being and such a kind guy. So fucking kind. Anybody that met him, anybody that he talked to, he supported, he has supported so many people, especially within like, you know, the Liberty movement and all that financially i mean he was one of those guys that 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 was trying to make sure everybody was getting some kind of contribution fucking awesome not just because of that but because what that says he put his money where his mouth was and we don't have a lot of people on this planet today that do that and especially so ethically i i i wish i again i just i i wish that and i had hoped he had talked about many times he and i talked about him moving to new hampshire i would have loved to have had him here we talked about going to fun spot together i would have loved to have done that he and i told him you come on down anytime you know and, and and we'll take care of it you know we'll we'll make it work We lost one of the best. Again, I mean, what he's, what he's into, his constant support morally. I mean, I just love getting messages from him, you know, and, and him constantly, like, he would give me reviews of shows, like, oh, this was an instant classic and all that stuff. I mean, I, especially the past few months, I fucking needed that. I needed to hear from people, you know, saying, Stallion, man, you're rocking it. Because, again, I've been going through a whole shit ton of life changes and a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't even know. I've never talked about the fact that my dad died. Yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm sick of this thing death. And it's been taking all the good people lately. We're all the ones that matter. Or that, that have matter, that have sway and say... so i'm gonna end this off um i want to i want to read a a bit of an email here and that's going to lead into our uh our album of the week which i i'm going to try and get in touch with these guys and i want them to know the person who caught their eye i want this band to know that chris pasquini gave a big shit about them they need to know so here here's the email. The email's uh, titled Piracy is good. It says, "Yo, that new band I keep is from Chris. Yo, that new band I keep bugging you about, Lords of the Trident. That's the band, Lords of the Trident. Lead singer Fang, that's lead singer's name, Fang, has a video about how piracy is good. It's interesting and he still supports copyright in one sense, but I still thought it was refreshing." fuck i was i was at their show and it was too good not to buy a cd i will be going to see them again they are opening for battle beast Woo boy that's got to be a show and i will be buying another cd or two uh just just sharing to share peace um yeah this band lords of trident first off opening for battle beast that's fuck. what what a show that's got to be i mean battle battle listeners of the show know you know i mean I, I love battle beast one of my one of my top bands especially today folks if you've been hearing the like the mouse clicks i'm actually like i'm pausing this episode to blow my nose so if you hear them a little more than you usually do that's that's what's going on um anyway uh this this band lords lords of the trident uh yeah i listened to the clip i'll link to it in the show notes uh where fang is talking about it yeah he's still kind of into copyright but he's making the point that a, a, a lot of people have made, you know, that the that, that piracy is about discovery and a lot of other things. It's a it's a worthy listen. I really appreciate um, and, and I mean, I'll tell you, because how I found out about Lords the Trident was a from Chris, but then B was at getmetal.club Club where I could taste their music and I could try it out, you know, and uh, and I, I went out and I bought their album, too. Actually, two albums because uh, they have like a live, uh, live unplugged one. I think it is uh, that they just came out with in, uh, this year. So the album that Chris was referencing was uh, from 2018, and it's called Shadows from the Past. And particularly the Chris, the, the song that that Chris really loved, and it's what he shared with me on Telegram uh, was a song called Brothers of Cain. Um, anyway, let me read his. Uh, well, let me read his message here. Uh, damn and about this band they were the opening act for psychostick i just discovered them they are funny and i guess kind of popular so maybe you've heard them but i think i like lords of the trident a bit more and this song fucking rocks and their cd's have awesome artwork and a book and a book with lyrics fucking a they do it right uh i agree with him i thought that this band was tremendous i thought the song brothers of cain was awesome uh i was i mean i was very 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 impressed uh, uh by this I mean, it's power metal stuff kind of, I mean, you could, it's kind of standard fare, but you can tell that they got a lot going for them. Um, but I wouldn't have, you know, really given them a shot if it wasn't for the fact that I could really, you know, try before I buy. Now I know you can kind of do that on YouTube. In fact, Chris shared that song with me via YouTube. Um, but still like, I mean, this piracy, you know, if it gets people excited about you, eventually they'll go and, and, and buy an album i mean like chris was and again chris is a guy that put his money where his mouth is which is you know about as strong a statement as you can make of any of us and you know he's like yeah i'll buy a cd i'll buy a bunch of you know i'll buy more than one copy just to make sure that they're they're kind of supported that's fucking awesome um so anyway i enjoyed this brothers of Kane, definitely i think the the highlight of this album i enjoyed the whole album though it's a good 11 tracks and it's pretty solid stuff i'm glad they were able to, to release another album uh, even if it's a live and unplugged one, and I'm kind of hoping in 2020 they do more because I mean I I I see great possibilities with a band like this. Like they're starting off with a sound, in my opinion, very similar to a Battle Beast. They're not coming out swinging like Beast and Black, but then that's a lot of like industry, or I don't I don't want to say necessarily veterans, but we'll just say it that way: industry veterans with Beast and Black, where they come out with their first album and they you know blow your fucking mind. Then they come out with their second album and you're just like, wait, is there any other real music out there besides Beast and Black? You know, that's that's what you're left with. And I know Chris would actually appreciate that sentiment too. He lo- he absolutely loved Beast and Black. In fact, I remember he and I were we were having one of our hangouts, one of our conversations. And he just, like, he's he just, you know, I, I think I brought up Beast in Black. This was, I guess, back in March. And he just looks, he was just looking at me, you know, over, you know, we're video uh, uh, conferencing, you know. And he just looks at me, and he just kind of, like, holds his chin, and he just shakes his head. He's just like, man. You know, I mean, and that's all he had to say. You know, he's a guy of few words, I feel like, at least what I knew of him. and But that's all he had to do, and you're just like, oh, yeah, he loved that shit. <laughs> it was so... You know, I mean, that's the thing. And like, I love that he shared this with me because, because you know me, I walk around not making this about me. It's about him and just how much I appreciated him being in this world. I, I walk around often feeling very alone. And I don't, you know, I, it's, I mean, it is about ideology, and then at times, it's, and then in a way, it's also not. I feel very alone because I feel like, you know, again, part of the reason I do the show Sovereign Tech is because my opinions aren't being represented. That's the thing. You know, I walk down the street, and it, and it's, and, and I, I mean, a lot of people feel this way in certain ways, but you know who you're talking about. You know who we're talking about. Here we're talking about the Golden Stallion, okay? and i just walk and i'm just like why does nobody else see what i see why does no one else get what i get why does no one else like what i like you know and then i go way back to when i was a kid and it's like why am i getting beat up for for loving star trek so much why you know blah blah blah. and so i walk around you know often like my taste in music few people share it uh my taste in in movies. You know, I mean, now, like like we were talking about Star Trek The Motion Picture earlier, now it's going through a bit, that's going through a renaissance right now, okay, where people are realizing, oh, actually, that's a great movie, and I mean, there's a conversation to have around that. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to have a touch of it here, because I think it speaks also of Chris's brilliance. I think the real reason people are looking back at Star Trek The Motion Picture today, in 2019, However, many was that 40 years later because that came out in '79, right? 40 years later, the reason people are looking at that movie now and saying, Wow, that's so great, is because it was goddamn original and it was goddamn authentic. Like everything felt real, it was not this prepackaged, lowest common, made for the lowest common denominator, tailor made bullshit movie that we've been getting force fed for the past 20 years with way too much CGI even though there's a director's cut of the motion picture with CGI in it and I love it but they they do it right it's not overbearing i think it's because it looks and feels so real and and again so authentic like it's really trying to be something and it's not really caring like the, the studio heads at the time in 79 didn't know what to make you know they they didn't know how to make a great science fiction film they were just tossing money at any science fiction property they could find and so they said to gene roddenberry well here okay you know right no you're not going to do the tv show of star trek phase two you're going to do Star Trek the motion picture and you're going to take on star wars here you go we don't know what the fuck a good movie looks like but you just do it and you make it happen okay and so you know art was allowed to take shape as to where today art's not allowed to take shape it has to you know, there's a checklist that every movie has to hit and that checklist for copyright reasons and other things is basically strangling the entire entertainment industry. I know Chris would kind of disagree with me on that. And I've, I've, read some of his emails as late and they're beautiful emails. And I, am not going to, as Kirk said, I'm not going to debate uh, his great wisdom in these proceedings at all. Um, but I think Chris recognized the star Trek, the motion picture, the same thing that there was something, and maybe that was his love for a new hope. There was just something very unique authentic and real even though it's fantasy or or fiction it's there's something very real there that that hits you that there is nothing else quite like this and it wasn't trying to be a crowd pleaser it was just trying to be what it was and for chris to have the ability to recognize that speaks also speaks just oodles and so highly of his character and of who he was and that he was an individual among individuals I know lots of anarchists and libertarians want to call themselves individuals and that they care about the individual and blah, blah, blah. Well, I hate to tell you, but so many of you tell the same fucking line from whatever asshat author or speaker over at the Mises Institute or whatever, or at the LP. So many of you do that. I don't see an original thought coming out of much of anything, but let me tell you, Chris Pasquini was one of those fucking people who was an individual. and deserves to be treated and respected and remembered as such. He didn't blindly like just follow anything that I happen to say. He disagreed with me. I read his fucking I read his emails and they were beautiful. I loved it. What an individual. And what a loss. I don't know where to go from there. So, well, I'll tell you, I want to read. He sent me, he sent me so much great shit. He sent me like this Batman, uh, 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 fan film that was for the dark Knight returns. That was, that was fucking brilliant. The guy had such tremendous taste. Um, he sent me a clip out of a, out of a, a star Trek, uh, novel. And, it's referencing a she. But I think you can put a, you could put replace it with he or Chris and it fits. I'm gonna read you the, the thing from the novel and then what he said underneath in the comment. Here it is. McCoy stirred she was a very courageous quote she was a very courageous and beautiful woman End quote there was a long silence kirk had released the safety and was about to fire his phaser when spock's voice came out of the shadows quote she was all the warmth in this world End quote the vulcan moved forward phaser in hand as kirk and mccoy stepped back he sighted carefully and fired Platform and body glowed, expanding in a burst of incandescent glory. He sent that to me in February, February 22nd of this year. And his comment underneath was, Brian, just when I thought Spock was going to stay silent, or say how illogical it'd be to say a few words to a dead person who can't even hear, he pulls out this, just wow. Wow. That's what Chris said, in reference to the line, she was all the warmth in this world. Chris, I, like Spock, it's not illogical to say a few words to a dead person who can't even hear. And I'm an atheist, people know how I feel about that. I've said my words. If anyone listening wants some words heard about Chris or you knew him and you wanted to just share about him, if you want to send me an email, vbs@sovereintech.com, I will gladly read it. Maybe in the next Q&A or somewhere, I'll figure it out. I'm sh- sure we're going to bring up Chris during TFR. I will read it because i want the world to know i want them to hear words about a beautiful person and even if chris can't hear them they need to be out there that'll be it for this well it, A Q&A is about interaction with listeners right that's ultimately what it is and i read to you some of the interaction some of the words some of the comments that I had gotten from Chris and so that and I, I wouldn't give a shit anyway I'll make a show whenever I want but there you have it there's this week's interaction with the biggest the, the, the biggest supporter and fan of this show ever and that ever will be and who did so much for me and who will be so missed Thank you, Chris Pasquini, for being in my life and being a part of my work. I'll see... I'll see you on the other side. He's really not dead. As long as we remember him.